Welcome to the Top 5, where each week I discuss my top 5 takeaways from the NASCAR race. This week, Phoenix and the 2022 Recap. Welcome to the Top 5, I am your host Connor, and I thought I'd do things a little different with Phoenix being the last race of the season. Instead of my top five takeaways from just the one race, I'm going to do my top five thoughts on the season as a whole, Uh, looking back on the 2022 season. But before we do that, if you would take a minute to go to Facebook and search the top five, the word five, not the number, or go to patreon.com forward slash the top five. And you can join the discussion. I would love to hear what you think of the 2022 season overall, what you thought of the championship race. Uh, And speaking of the championship race, that's where I'm going to start. So let's get right into this week's top five. Number one. So to be honest, the race at Phoenix overall was pretty boring. And this seems to be the case. I'm not sure if it needs to be moved from Phoenix or if really... The championship race is just a boring race because nobody wants to be in the way. No one's going to challenge the championship drivers. Uh, no one wants to be the guy that causes the the championship to be lost for one of the four drivers. So really, you have four cars out there competing as hard as they can, and the rest of the cars just taking off laps trying to get the last race of the season over so they can enjoy their off season. The big moment was on the restart when... Uh, Ross Chastain got into Chase Elliott and immediately I thought, oh gosh, Ross Chastain is at it again, but, uh, which is fair, by the way, it's fair to, to assume that Ross Chastain wrecked Chase Elliott because he has been at the center of every single wreck this entire season. Obviously that's an exaggeration, but it does sort of feel that way. Every time the caution comes out. Ross Chastain is involved in one way or another. But in watching the replays, it was pretty clear that Chase Elliott came down, came across his nose, and that happens. It didn't seem that Chase had the car. Um, It was pretty clear who did. Joey Logano absolutely dominated, and your 2022 champion is Joey Logano. I could not be more happy. I was so excited. I was jumping up and down in my living room. It was fantastic. Congrats to him. His second championship uh, and hopefully not last. A deserving winner. uh, Won the first race. Won races throughout the season and made it count when he he needed to. So congrats to Joey. I expect my 10%. If you listened to last week's episode, I predicted Joey was going to win, and I told you to bet the house. And if you win, chip me off 10%. If you lose, shouldn't have bet that much anyway. That's on you, not me. But you didn't lose. You won. So I'll expect my 10%. I'll be checking the mailbox every day. I look forward to it. Uh, So with that, let's get into my next point. One of the biggest storylines of the 2022 season. Number two. One of the biggest storylines all year was the new car, the next-gen car. It never really seemed that it settled into just not being a storyline, if that makes sense. And there were teams that struggled big time with that car. 
Uh, and some teams did remarkably better. Uh, overall, I'm a fan of the new car. Uh, I, I think it provides a, a more level playing field, and I think it it provides fairness amongst teams so that the major teams can't just spend all the money. You can't buy a race win anymore. You have to have talent, which the bigger teams will always be able to afford the better drivers and pay more money. But I think coming to the end of races this year happened multiple times where a car was running away with a race and then another car would, would, or two cars or three cars would get in the mix and you would see an exciting finish. I hope that an off season's worth of results, uh, you know, 36 races and they have the entire off season to review and make changes will, uh, will provide better, uh, better results next year for the teams that struggled I think the number one issue is so glaring. The the tire issue that they had on, on intermediate tracks all season has to change. That is just not an acceptable uh, thing that we can have. We can't just have cars spinning out, losing right rears every three or four laps. And to have it happen once at one racetrack is one thing, but it happened over and over and over over and over I, I was just flabbergasted at how how uh poorly designed the tires were if Goodyear can't figure out how to make tires that just work then they have to go the I don't know what the solution is bring back Hoosier tires or or what but Goodyear has to figure this out it was embarrassing I can't tell you how many times I, I opened up the mic to record this and just said, I'm embarrassed at what I just watched. So hopefully that will be the case. And then lastly, I don't know if they're going to make any changes to the car, or if they're going to leave it just the same. Um, I really hope the rule that you cannot modify any bolt-on parts, I hope that stays the same. Uh, but will the bolt-on parts themselves be changed? I know there's been a lot of complaint by crew chiefs about uh, the splitter on the back of the car not allowing downforce. Uh, and Goodyear kind of said that crew chiefs were running lower tire pressure to offset that. It, it, it was baloney because cars that weren't running lower tire pressure were also losing tires. But if they could get that splitter closer to the racetrack and allow more rear downforce on the car i think that would make a major difference in in the racing but we'll see uh so the other storyline that i read about all year was the tv contract is coming up in nascar and i wanted to take a moment to discuss that as my next point number three so it's been written about and discussed a lot that NASCAR's TV deal is up. It's actually up after 2024. So we'll have the same situation for the next uh, two years. However, TV deals being so uh, profitable, such high money, these things are typically done in advance. You don't ever go into a season without a TV deal for the following. So this upcoming 2023 season the TV deal will be worked out. 
Uh, I have to imagine it's going to be less than than the last couple. I mean, NASCAR has declined in viewership and uh, track attendance. Uh, they've done slightly better this year than the last couple. However, overall, it's just it's down. And a new TV deal isn't going to solve that. But NASCAR wants a 10-year deal, which makes sense. Uh, my my only hope on this is that NBC has to go. NBC is so awful. There used to be debates on fan pages about who likes NBC or who likes Fox. It's not even discussed anymore. Fox is so superiorly better at covering a race than NBC. Um, I just I hope either NBC figures this out or NASCAR just goes with ESPN or um, CBS maybe even. I know that that was the old time. I don't know if CBS will will take them. But whatever they do, please, for the love of God, get rid of NBC. It'll be interesting to see. I'm sure we'll know pretty early into next season what the ongoing TV will look like. I'm sure that is going to be, if not the number one, it will be the uh, number two thing worked on by NASCAR over this offseason. But speaking of next season, there are going to be some changes going into next year. And let's break those changes down in my next point. Number four. So the changes for next year. I tried to think as many as I could. Uh, some of the big changes is Kyle Busch is going from the 18 car to the 8 car. That's pretty huge. He's been in that 18 car forever. Uh, so hopefully he finds a incredible lack of success in the 8 car and never wins another race again. We can all hope. I mean, wishful thinkers all, all hope. Uh, Chicago's getting a street race. I don't live that far from Chicago, so I thought, oh, that would be fun. Uh, you know, it's about a four and a half hour drive for, for me. I live near Detroit. Uh, the tickets were almost $500 for the cheapest seat. I hope they get those ticket prices, but I'm flabbergasted at how expensive the tickets for the Chicago street race are. And to be honest, I'm not that high on street race. I don't know if it's the best idea, but um, more power to them if they can get it. Uh, the Martinsville Saturday night race in April has been moved to Sunday. So there are only two Saturday evening races. Uh, and then there's the Sunday evening race, the Coca-Cola 600. It's kind of a bummer. I like Saturday night racing. Uh, Nashville and Richmond have a night race, and then obviously Charlotte has the 600. I thought it was a good idea, but in April, I guess it is pretty cold in uh, Virginia still, and they couldn't get people to show up. So it is what it is. No complaints, I guess. Uh, and then the big change for the all-star race is going to be at North Wilkesboro, which sold out in minutes. I think that from an attendance standpoint, it's going to be an absolute nightmare. 
when Dale Jr. raced a late model and the track sold out, uh, there were nothing but horror stories about not being able to get there, not even be able to get to the track or into the track. Uh, you couldn't pay me to go to this race. That said, I am absolutely excited to watch it on TV. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, I think it's a cool idea. And hopefully this is a sign of good things to come for, for North Wilkesboro. I know there have been a lot of people, Dale Jr. in particular, working hard to bring that track back to uh, to what it once was. So congrats to them. I, I can't wait for the 2023 season. Uh, I, I've had a bucket list to go to the Daytona 500, uh, and I'm going this year, so I'm beyond excited i um can't wait for the race at the coliseum i I just hate this off season it's so long and boring and i just so desperately want racing back but i love football to keep me company and i cannot wait for next season but with that said let's take a look back at the 2022 season number five So the season started, well, not technically the season, but the first race at the L.A. Coliseum. I said that was going to be a gimmick race. I kind of laughed at it and thought, what a joke this is going to be. Ended up being really cool. I was a a big fan, and uh, they're doing it again next year. I I can't wait to watch that. Also in 2022, uh, McDowell won the 500, which was super exciting. and we had the most race winners of any season since, I think, 72. 19 different winners. That is absolutely wild. Um, lots of newcomers made names for themselves, like Briscoe and Sendrick. And I'm sorry, Sendrick won the 500, not, uh, not McDowell. Uh, he won it the year prior. Uh, but anyway, Briscoe and Sendrick and Suarez and Tyler Reddick, uh, you know, names that we've known from the Xfinity series and, and the Cup series, but really had banner years. And then you had drivers that we knew well, but never really had huge success like Ross Chastain and Alex Bowman, Daniel Suarez and Christopher Bell. Drivers that really had banner years, uh, really made themselves household names uh, for NASCAR fans. I'd heard of Ross Chastain, but he he really is the standout driver of the year to me. For, you know, a, a new team and, you know, not a big name to be able to pull off what he pulled off this season, I think was absolutely uh, amazing. I really enjoyed watching Alex Bowman win a few races. I've always respected the way that he drives a car. I know he has a lot of respect in the garage. Uh, So good for him to have a a pretty good season. It's sad the way that it ended with concussion uh, for him and for uh, Kurt Busch to have a concussion basically end his career is is sad. You you don't want to see a guy go out like that. You'd rather see them go out on their own terms but it is what it is uh and then there were guys like kevin harvick and brad keselowski who had epically bad years uh i mean harvick did win a few races and make the playoffs but then completely disappeared 
Brad Keselowski struggled like I've never seen a big-name driver struggle. Kyle Busch didn't really have a great year. He did win a race, but really largely disappeared in, in the playoffs. Uh, those are big, big names that you just don't expect to have that type of of bad season. But they can shake it off in the offseason and come out fresh next year. Uh, and then you had Eric Almarola retiring and then unretiring. So we'll have him back in the 10 car next year. That will be fun to watch. Overall, it's been a fun year. Uh, I, I tasked myself with doing these podcasts each week. This is my 36th. So I, I'm proud that I've, I've done all of them. I feel like I've gotten better at it over the season. And I hope you feel that way as well. If you do, let me know. But I can't wait for next year. I'm going to do this again next year. And I really hope that you come along to listen. So before I go, I want to ask you one more time. Go to Facebook, search the top five, the, the word five, not the number, or patreon.com forward slash the top five. And share with me what you think of the 2022 season, what you are looking forward to in the 2023 season. Uh, any thoughts that you have, I'd love to have a conversation with you. Thanks so much for listening all season long. I, I really appreciate it. This has been the Top 5, and I'm Connor.